Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bang! Uh, he stares in the eyes of the now. man who despises yeah. him. Welcome to Flight 3D. This is your captain speaking. We ask that you please note the emergency exits and safety signs in the event our journey becomes just too deep. Super nigga can't put a basketball down. He leaves tall super niggas in a single bound. Super nigga ain't got no degrees. He ain't got no time for that. Street corner crack houses projects his natural habitat. Super nigga got super strength, speed, and agility. So it's understandable when the cops beat him down to the best of their ability. Super nigga has no supervision. Instead he has super it's between 17 and 25 super inches used to satisfy them super systems. Will they clone little black girls who won't die but fight? Will they clone little black girls who supplement stamina for endless struggles to write? Will they clone little black girls like Asada, Sonia, Tubman, knowing what they know? Will they clone little black girls like Nikki, Zora, Mommy, Grandma? Who orchestrates training? Ain't nobody got more than us. Aspiring artists sent saliva in their palms, producing hits, making noise with their fists. Lanky limbros and afros break beats and pop lock on dance floors. Made a Let me talk to you for a second. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Greet O Life. This is Jacqueline Taylor Adams. I am your host for this moment in time, and I have breaking news. Omar Tyree just flew in. Best selling author, Omar Tyree, creator of the globally and critically acclaimed Fly Girl, just landed in Philly. And he's here on episode three of Griot Life. And he's about to tell us about that Griot Life. Because Omar Tyree is way more. That's right, he's more, way more than whatever you thought before. He's an author, filmmaker, music producer with the production company Hot Lava Entertainment. And he's here to unveil his new wisdom, his new works, art, artists, projects. About to let us know he's coming to Philly on May 29th and to let us know about his true soul and hip-hop movement and tour. So we are about to meet 
the one and only Omar Tyree. But what I wanted to do was just give you a taste of Omar Tyree. Um, we just uploaded a piece. So we're going to play this new piece. Mm, man, I'm going to have to refresh my... Let me refresh so we can get it up here because I want to play it. And after we play it, we're going to bring it on and he's going to tell us all about it. The city's bringing in new work. Oh boy. We got so much here in the studio. I have to find it. Well, while I work on finding it, we want to bring Mr. Tyree on the line. So, are you ready? One, two, three. Mr. Omar Tyree. Hey, how you doing, Omar? Hey. I'm doing good. I liked your introduction, man. That was nice. I like that. <laughs> Got a little swag. A little, little sister swag to it. <laughs> well, you know, the world wants to know. Everybody's excited. You know, Omar Tyree. Got a lot of new things going on. And people need to know you on this side. On this side of 2022. So, yeah, you, you can't know. stay in one space. Yeah, people start ignoring you if you stay in one space. So I got to move around a little bit. <laughs> you know, they call it, they calling me a legend, but they acting like I'm dead already. You know what I mean? So you got to do some other <laughs> things so you can, you know, uh, validate your legendary status with some new stuff. You know what I mean? Let them see it wasn't a fluke. So I got to keep working <laughs> to do new things. And then the new thing, yeah, Omar's doing this now. Omar, you know, that to make sure that mm-hmm. if you have that status and you're still alive and well, which I am, you want to keep working. You know what I mean? It ain't over. It ain't over, over. You know what I mean? You got to <laughs> keep working. I ain't, I ain't in no graveyard, and I ain't thinking about the graveyard, you know? So, yeah, I got new stuff I'm working on, including film. Everybody wants to fly a girl vehicle, which is the Philadelphia Classic, you know, but I got to get the money to do it because... Hollywood does what they want to do, you know, what you can negotiate. But Tyler Perry and Spike Lee, long time ago, Spike Lee showed us if you get the money, you can do your films if you understand what you're doing. And so I'm trying mm-hmm. to get my own money through my films, and then I'm going to have hot music soundtrack. So I'm always going to be involved with music. You know, we got to remember when we grew up in the 70s, we had that music on the soundtrack. So they went after all the hottest, you know, black musicians to do the soundtrack. You know, so you had Curtis Mayfield on Superfly, you had James Brown on uh, Black Caesar. You had, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Bobby Womack on Across 110th Street. Uh, Motown did the whole Cooley High soundtrack. So we had a whole lot of high soundtracks back then, man. You know, so I'm trying to bring it back like movie. But, yeah, I hear you guys got a whole lot of elections going on up in Philadelphia this week, too. Yeah, today. Today's election day. We had, you know, it's the, yeah, you know, that. those midterms. So, um, primaries, so today's election day, the polls are closed, so I hope you still voted, everyone. And just to let you know, if you do want to call in, the calling number is 319-527-5673. That's 
619-336-0066. Again, if you'd like to call in, that call-in number is 319-527-6066. So we're going to start from the beginning. Everybody wants to know, we know about the New York Times bestselling and all, but who is Omar Tyree? Who's the man? You know, tell us about the man Omar Tyree. You know, where you hail from, you know, and, you know, tell us a little bit about the person. We know, you know, and then we go more back into the claim to fame, but tell us about the person, Omar Tyree. Who's he? You know, what's important to you? What makes you part that griot, that part of that griot life? Well, I got to say, I did a whole lot of moving up. You know, um, my mom was the oldest of eight, and my father was the oldest of four. So that put me around a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins who were older than me. But I was from the next generation. But I was around people that, you know, was from the generation before me. So I got a lot of wisdom at a young age because I was always around older folks. And then I kept moving up. So I moved up from the bottom of West Philadelphia to Winfield. That's where my mom moved first. And then she got married and moved me up to Mount Airy. Right? And then I moved into Central High School, which is one of the most academic schools in Philly. And then I wanted to play football, so I moved on up to Pittsburgh because I wanted to play school uh, football at a school that was valuable for it, Pittsburgh or Penn State. And then I wanted to move on up to a black school. I got wore out from the white school and, you know, uh, education versus, versus academics and uh, sports. So I moved over to Howard University, the mecca of black schools. And then I started, you know, writing at Pittsburgh. But then when I got to Howard, I continued writing and elevated that. And then I moved on out of school and moved into my own business, Mars Productions. And then I started selling my first books on my own, collected money to do that, started my own bank account. And then I ended up moving into a bigger publishing deal with Simon & Schuster. And then I moved up to the New York Times bestsellers list. So it was just a lot of movement, man. You got to keep it moving. You know, as the kids say, you got to keep it moving. So I did a whole lot of moving on up like the Jefferson show, you know, and I'm trying to do that again. You know, books elevated me to a certain status. Music will elevate me to another status. Film will elevate me to the final status because that's my final domain, film. But I'm working on music now because I got to get the money to do film. And music has a lot of money when you can do hit records. So I'm trying to work on hit records right now. All right. Yep. And that's who I well, am, the move-up kid from Westbrook. Yeah. Right. So we're moving move on up. up. Now, you, you, you played that wreck my whole life. And you're moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> you're the move-up kid. All right. <laughs> so are you a father? Are you a proud oh, daddy? Oh, yeah. I got two sons. I got two sons. In fact, I sent you a record called The Gift that my son, Guido Noy, is rapping on. He's 23, and uh, he's every bit of a writer. You know what I mean? Now, you know, he want to do his own stuff. He got his own label. I'm like, oh, man, I'm trying to work you into stuff. And he got his own stuff already. But, yeah, I got two sons. The other son is a sports writer, Amir Tyree. You know, so both of them are writers. One writing music now, and the other one writing sports, you know, with all the sports journalism and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So, um Yeah, so uh, while I'm in town, 
I want to make sure that I can uh, support Council Member uh, Johnson. Uh, you know what I mean? It's got that, uh, the whole uh, no gun law, the no gun initiative. And y'all got a whole bunch of stuff that you need to support. State Senator Anthony uh, Williams, uh, the no violence prevention program. I got an urban literacy program, ULP, that I'm pushing, uh, you know, to get people to read more, write more. You know, so you guys got a whole lot of stuff going on. You know, the, the South Philadelphia Alternative Learning Institute, you know what I mean? A whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, University of Penn Community Scholars, you know, so there's a whole lot of stuff for people to vote for today. So I want to make sure that folks are, you know, uh, hip to all the stuff that's going on in politics and uh, make sure that, you know, they get the right people in office. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm um, recording from the House of Umoja, and they have a, um, a value of human life after school program. That's pretty dope. You know, the young people, the, you know, today, the Entrepreneurship Day, Entrepreneurship and Financial Literacy. And when they learn how much it takes, they doing their budgeting, what it takes to live. Even they just as cheap as they can be. <laughs> now they're not spending no money, but they started, I want this, I want the most expensive car and all. But when they, they get their profile and they understand how much it takes to live. <laughs> so, um... There's a lot of good things going on. Just like we do need to tell our story, though, and let each other know yeah. and, like, come together. Yeah, they're um, literally working on a unity, um, 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 a coalition of just all of these right. organizations out here coming together and just to, you know, to be unified so they can hit the street in a unified right. force. So, yeah. So, um, well, I'm bringing stuff together. So, you know, my event on the 29th, you know, I'm bringing together the poets, the hip hop artists, and the soul artists. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I call it the flow. And I have another uh, live performance event I call True Soul and Hip Hop. You know what I mean? Because the truth is that it was all about the community and celebrating our creativity. You know, now it's about money and, you know, violence and, you know what I mean, sex and drugs and all that, you know, because it's sensationalism instead of community music and community art. And so we're going to work on that, you know, trying to bring that back with the National Black Art Spoken Word Tour, you know what I mean, and, and, and continue to get kids to voice, you know, everything and voice things cleanly, you know what I mean, and, and, and authoritatively and intellectually. So it's cool what we're doing, putting everything together, but that's what I'm going to be doing. Philadelphia, D.C., uh, Baltimore. I'm going to take it up to New York. I'm in Charlotte. I got an event set up in Charleston, North Carolina. So I'm going to be real busy with it. And I look for individuals to support me in ways of sponsorships, uh, sending the kids that are talented, uh, talking about what I'm doing, and then supporting it by showing up at the event, you know. So we got a whole lot of work to do to continue to make sure that I utilize the name and the stature that I built up at this point so I can keep doing it and keep benefiting people who need those benefits to work in their favor. Mm-hmm. So now your event in Philly, what's the name of the event that you're doing here in Philly? What's the date, the time, the place, and then how do we it's get called, tickets? It's called, it's called the Philadelphia Flow. It's at the Society uh, Ethical Society 
Theater. That's in Rittenhouse Square right down uh, Walnut Street, right off of Walnut. And then uh, it's going to be from uh, 8 to 11, no, 7 to 10, 7 to 10 on Sunday, the 29th, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. And uh, it's going to be, again, hip-hop, poetry, and soul music from a lot of independent artists who are great. I got some people coming out of uh, D.C. and Maryland, and I got my son, Guido Noy, who's going to perform all the way from Charlotte. We got a couple people coming from Charlotte. So, yeah, we're going to hack it. And then, of course, we're going to have our Philadelphians in there. You know what I mean? I just uh, finished doing a song with a young dude named Five Six Bang from West Philly. We got the tag that's going to perform. You know, we got my little brother, Mel Austin Jr., who's a soul artist who's going to perform. And then we're going to have our poets in there as well. So I got to call up my poet friends from Philly and get them to perform. You know, so that's where it's going to be. Rittenhouse Square, Ethical uh, Society Theater from 7 to 10 on Sunday the 29th. It's called the Philadelphia Flow. And I got a whole car full of flyers that I'm going to be passing out all over the city, getting the street teams to hit them and all that. And then we're going to keep doing them. Every month we're going to have one. So we're going to keep doing them. This is just the first one. All right. Okay, so, you know, that's the Philadelphia Flow. So we're going to see how um, Mr. Tyree flows on this piece called International. And then you, when we come back, you can tell us about it. You know, I got a lot of people asking me now, how you going to go from writing books to writing movies and, and now you're doing music? And I'm like, I've been doing this. Y'all just didn't know about it. And a lot of y'all forgot where I'm from. And I guess I got to remind y'all that that put it off your soul. It's international. I came from the
always knew I had that system. Hop on the raids on the website that we didn't. It's the Bibles and the Eagles, it's a law. Let the bell ring loud through independent law. A city full of soul, you can hear it in the heart. May the love run deep. Like rain through the heart, walk through the center from the bottom to the top. It don't matter where you headed, as long as Philly where you start. Yeah, so we're back, we're back, we're back. Now, I just want to say here on Master Griot Radio on Griot Life, first of all, Griot Life is a new series that we have on Master Griot Radio and on our new blog magazine, Griot Buzz. And it's about artists who live that Griot life. And if you don't know who the Griot is, the Griot is, they they keep the oral history. They, they they let us know our history, and we need to know our history in order to establish our legacy. And if we don't tell our story, if we don't protect our story, then we don't control our story, and people can make it whatever way they want. So one thing we don't believe here is in the concept of a starving artist. So you just heard that piece. So the first question is, is how can I get it? How can I purchase it? Digital, now you can buy digital music for a buck, a buck 29 cents. We can spare that. So that's the first question I want you to make sure that we ask and that you find out. So whether you're listening to this live or you're listening to it on demand, that's the first thing you do. We support the artists. Because when we're gone, it's the art that's going to live on. We have to have control of our stories, of our legacies. It teaches people who we are, who we were, and who they were, and who they can be. So we must protect our art. And to protect our arts, you got to protect the creators. we got to make sure that they're taken care of. And that makes us a much more sophisticated group of people and culture. So now, after all of that, Omar, tell us about this piece. Yeah, so that, that's what I want to do. That, that song there, you know, has a lot of content in it, positive, on Philadelphia, you know what I mean? It's on topic. And so now we got a lot of kids who they don't really write. They freestyle songs. You know, they vibe is what they call it, D-I-B-E. They're not really sitting mm-hmm. down and writing. So I'm trying to, as a literate person, I'm trying to get them to understand the value of writing and structuring and organizing what you say that can have value 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Uh, And a lot of these freestyles where they're not writing it, it doesn't create that type of content, you know. So in my urban literacy project, you know what I mean, which definitely I want officials and government individuals to understand the value of it, you're teaching these individuals how to write songs, books, film, 
television, press releases, you know, a whole lot of things, speeches, you know, because we got people who make political speeches that have writers, you know, so we're trying to teach these kids that writing is everything, right? Everything you mm-hmm. watch, everything you do, radio has writers, you know, so this whole freestyle thing, it, it cuts itself into being lazy again, us trying not to write, us trying not to read, us trying not to prepare. And so I try to make sure that I tell these kids, look at you are going to put yourself in a recipe of disaster by not wanting to write, not wanting to read, not wanting to prepare. And so this song is all about preparation, all about writing, all about having a song that means something to the people. Now we just got to get it to be played more. And that's where we're losing again because the content that has nothing on it, they have all the money. They're getting all the money. They're getting all the sponsorships. They're getting all the, the commercial money. They're getting all the corporate money. And the positive people, oh, it's not hot enough. Oh, nobody's ordering it. Oh, nobody's supporting it. And so until we can support, like you said earlier, until we can support the things that we need to support, that we should support, we're always going to be looking at the negative things, jumping in front of the positive things, and us complaining about it. You know, so I'm trying to go ahead and revert that uh, thing by getting in front of these songs and the kids. And, you know, a lot of these kids want to do music. So, you know, now with music and film, a whole lot of people want to do film. If I can jump in front of those art forms and have successful vehicles, then I can teach them how important it is to be writers and intellectuals who think about what they're putting out into the world. Well, definitely, definitely. You know, we work here when we work here with the House of Mosa. You know, our after-school program is very key on communication. If you can't articulate yourself and you can't communicate, when you get frustrated, that's where people just pick up guns because they don't know how to articulate what's going on. And you have to learn how to communicate, communicate your thoughts and control your emotions um, to all forms of communication. So... They're right now on their Friday class where they learn how to do audio production and learn how to, you know, create a song and to break down a song. And they're also had the magazine, so they'll be all getting their writing assignments. And they're also, we're just taking a little bit of everything that they're doing in their class on June 24th will be at the Rotunda. (laughs) And they will be doing their final exercise there. And they're just going. To, we're going to use everything that they do. And the theme here is, dear youth ambassadors, um, peace ambassadors. So their theme is, I come in peace. So they're going to articulate and interpret that whatever way they want, as far as as vignettes. And um, right. I'm going to produce it, so they'll be able to write their own music. And you know, like all the kids on the first day, the first thing they said, so why are you coming here? Cause I, I want to, I want to get get some money. And yeah, so we just started teaching them after after all of their workshops, even with the dog training. He said, you know, if you learn this, now you have a skill that you can use to make money. Um, right. That's the big thing with writing. I have seen people push people to try to get them to sing, and they're not the best singer. But, you know, if you do ludicrous. Ludicrous right. wind up doing his own label and producing his own self 
because he was able to because he had such big cake he made from writing for everybody else. And I have seen people push the writer aside trying to put them up front, you know, to be the star. But I'm like, the writing is where the money is. This, you know, like these child kids, they could have been ten times further because their writing was bananas. They had something to say. But the adults trying to push the other part, I'm like, those writing skills, as you stated, are just invaluable, even in music. Because... Right. If you look at Candy from the Atlanta, Housewives of Atlanta, that woman got right. cake. But, you know, them and Tiny, that's how they got their money. They made money from singing, right. but their big money came from writing for everybody. They were writers. They are writers. And that's how they right. make their big money. And so, yeah, well, that's know, a real good thing. Mm-hmm. The biggest two music stars in Philadelphia, Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, were writers. You know what I mean? They got it. Mm-hmm. They didn't sing anything. They can do references, but they didn't sing anything. They wrote it all. They produced it all. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's what I'm trying to get: the preparation and the writing. And they did thousands of songs. You know what I'm mm-hmm. They had all about every subject. And when you can write, you can sit down and think about every subject. It ain't redundant. Because you said I did that already. I wrote that already. So now you're writing new songs. So they was writing about every issue under the head. Me and Mr. Jones, I love my mm-hmm. mama. They had all <laughs> and they were all hot songs, you know. So and they yeah, own South Philly. They own yeah. South Philly. They started their school. First, they followed Dr. Four, Claude Anderson formula. They got the universal yeah. companies, the schools, and they own so much property in South Philly. They bought it up. They have museums, and they own their masters. So that's, right. you know, um, yeah, so that's just using it. And so people want to know what that grill life is. The grill is the storyteller. They they keep the, they teach us our history and traditions and all through, through oral. They use the oral to teach. Right. And you're going to find right. this thread in a real grills. It's not just what they say on stage. That's the life that they live. You'll find that thread in every griot, that they live a life. Well, you know, my son, my son calls himself Griot-Noy now. N-O-Y is, is half of his name, Cunnoy, C-A-N-O-Y. And he did that on his own. But, of course, it had influence for me because my first mm-hmm. album that I did in 2002, I called myself the Urban Griot. And I also mm-hmm. had a website the Urban Grio I had for like three or four years. I put out a couple of books, uh, including College Boy, uh, Cold Blooded, One Crazy Night, and what's the other one I had out there? Uh, uh, one Crazy Night, College Boy, Cold Blooded. Ah, I forget the fourth song. I mean, the fourth uh, book that I had in the Urban Grio City. So I put out four okay. books in the Urban Grio City and called myself that. When, and then my son was a kid when I was doing the whole griot thing, and now he's an adult, and he called himself griot Noy, which none of these rappers are calling themselves griots now. So he's already returning to that, you know, impetus and importance of storytelling, like you just said, and he's going to keep mm-hmm. it rolling. And he's quite a, quite a good rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
I got him on a song called The Gift where he's just going and going and going. And a lot of these kids can't do that. You know, they stop and punch in lyrics, stop and punch in lyrics. Well, if you're on stage performing, you can't stop and then start lyrics again. And people are going to be, what's going on? You know, you got to be able to keep flowing. And that's why I call my event The Flow because what happens when you're not a writer, you're not prolific, and you're making stuff up, you get a whole bunch of gaps in your logic, a whole bunch of gaps in your flow. But people that write and memorize, those are the ones that get on stage and can just go for five minutes. And that's what I'm trying to teach these kids. Preparation allows you to have a greater uh, level of content, and that's what my son does, you know what I mean? So he got a song called The Gift where he basically rhymes for like three and a half minutes <laughs> nonstop with no hook, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, kids can't do that nowadays. That's real MCing, and that's what my son mm-hmm. is doing at the Wheel and, and he's telling stories with, you know what I mean? So, you know, you got to keep it going, and I'm going to have more kids that can do that when we have those flows in New York and Philadelphia and Cleveland and Chicago and Detroit and Alabama and Florida and Houston and New Orleans and London and Toronto. I'm taking it everywhere. But we're going to go ahead and kick it off in Philadelphia on the 29th at the Ethical uh, Society Theater with about 10, 12 performers out there and me hosting like Russell Simmons. Thanks for coming out. Y'all had a great time. Come back again. <laughs> you know? So we're going to make it rock with the hot, with the hot lava entertainment instead of Def Jam. It's my turn now. I even got a song called My Turn Now that I'm going to perform at the event. Yeah? Okay. So we ready. ready. We so ready. how do they get tickets? How do we get tickets, Omar? Oh, Eventbrite. We're on Eventbrite, and if you don't get your tickets from Eventbrite, we will be collecting at the door. But, you know, Eventbrite is where, where I'm, I'm becoming friends with Eventbrite, you know, pumping my stuff. You can also follow Hot Live Entertainment on Eventbrite because they have a follower page, too. You know, and then you can look at all the events that I'll be doing under the flow in case you're in another city or you got other people you know in other cities, like D.C. I call that the Chocolate City Flow. That's coming on June the 15th. I got Baltimore and Columbia, Maryland, which is right up below Baltimore. I got the Juneteenth. Uh, Freedom Jam coming on Sunday the 19th, but most Philadelphians would probably stay with the Philadelphia Juneteenth events, of course. Uh, but, yeah, different cities, and going to be different things. Charleston, I'm doing something on Thursday, June the 9th, down there in Charleston, which is a very exotic city, a lot of boating traffic and whatnot, where they dropped a whole lot of slaves off down there in Charleston. That was a tourist town, big time, mm-hmm. and, and they're very much in the culture with the Geechee black people down there in their culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be down there in Charleston doing my thing on June the 9th. So the flow is going to move and shake and herb. I'm going to keep doing it. But we got Philadelphia on the 29th Sunday. So thanks for bringing me on the show and talking about it. And that's just one of the songs. That's Aviance, a group named Aviance. Two females, one from West Philly, one from North Philly. And on the verse, that's my son again, Rio Noy talking about Philadelphia because, of course, he has Philadelphia blood and Philadelphia history because I'm his dad. <laughs> right on. Yeah, so I'm working while we're talking. I'm working on downloading it and getting it converted because I had to get it from the phone. I know I'm probably not as swift as the young people, but <laughs> it took me a minute yeah, to figure how to get things from my yeah. phone on oh. to <laughs> My computer. Yeah. 
So um, everybody remember you go to Eventbrite and just go to Eventbrite Philadelphia and just type in the flow and you're going to look for it at Ethical Society. So you tried it already because that's all my keywords when they ask you 10 keywords. (laughs) The flow, the Philadelphia flow, hot lava entertainment, you know, Omar Tyree, poetry, music. You know, all the hip-hop, all of them. But the Philadelphia Flow will get you there the fastest. You type that in, Philadelphia Flow, or Hot Lava Entertainment, where you can follow me on Eventbrite. And there you get all the different uh, events that I'm setting up. You know, because New York is mm-hmm. already calling. I wanted to make, make sure I did home first before I go up to New York, because you know how New York is. They take over everything. You go up there, and it'd be crazy with, like, a thousand New Yorkers up there wanting to rhyme and do poetry and soul music. But I think Philly still got the soul music thing. We the best at soul music. But uh, New Yorkers, <laughs> they going to show up for poetry and hip-hop for sure. Mm. No question about it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, um, again, everybody, that's The Flow, F-L-O-W. You go to eventbrite.com and just in the search bar, just put in The Flow and make sure you put the city Philadelphia and it will come up. And you can get your tickets. How much are tickets? $25, and you're going to have three hours of entertainment. And that 25 allows me, with Hot Lava Entertainment, to continue to elevate what I'm doing. You know, because a lot of times we look at prices, and I say, you're going to go get your nails fixed for $40. And that's just your nails. $25, you can get to support these kids that come out and perform and support me, who's going to continue doing it, and teaching these kids that it's very important to be able to tell our stories cleanly and execute them well on stage or on paper or on TV or whatever else. And I also tell these kids to keep it clean because now the language is getting overboard, man. Of course, you know, you can use a few choice words here and there, but when you're on television and radio, the, the FCC doesn't allow you to use such words, so you have to be professional. And these kids are not learning how to be professional, and they think you can curse on everything. And I'm like, that's not the case, man. I curse like a sailor if I'm not on air. But when I'm on air, I don't curse at all. So you're not going to hear me curse on the whole hour of a podcast because I understand how to be professional in professional spaces. And so I'm trying to teach these kids that as well. Yeah, so and then they stick their mouth out when they talk about nobody want to play me. Don't want to play. You know, like, you know you can't get played like that. That's just, like, part of the game. You just make sure that when you're in that studio, you come out with two versions. You can have your, your, your dirty and you can have your clean. But you make sure you come you out that studio time. with mix and mastered with a clean version that you can – but then you can sad. give to the radio, it's huh? It's sad that kids think that you have to curse for a record to be hot. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, the, the cuss words make the record hot. I thought the delivery, the wordplay, the beat, how you flow on it, the mixing, the mastering, the thump, you know what I mean, the feel of the, the music. Now they think the cuss words is making It's ridiculous. So I'm trying to get away from that and have, you know, people that do hot songs without curse words. So a lot of the songs that you have from Hot Loud Entertainment, the one you just heard, International Soul, no cuss words, and it's still a hot record. You know what I mean? We got thousands of hot records that came out before they started cursing with the hip-hop stuff that were hot records. You know, so again, some things can change for the worse and then get in people's heads where they can't get it out. 
but I'm going to be fighting that battle, and that's what your $25 is helping me to do, fight that battle. And if I have the capital, we're going to win because I'm going to keep doing great shows with great young performers. And when they're on my show, they know they got to keep it clean. So the more powerful I get, the more we can clean up the language in a lot of the hip-hop. All right. Well, I'm going to bring on, we got a guest here on the air. This is Mr. Anthony Bannister Fatah, and I'm going to bring him on and let him say hello. Okay, we, I'm coming, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes take me a minute. Peace. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Yourself? Peace and blessings. I'm doing good. Brother Omar. Hey, thanks, partner. Good to hear you on show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening, yep. and I'm digging what you're saying about the clean hip-hop and everything. I'm digging it. Right. That's need the that. truth, man. That's all, that's all we're going to speak is the truth, but you got to be in position to do it, to change it. That's why I'm working with young artists now. I dropped the young artist off earlier, and even though we couldn't curse, so we went in there, and we had to tighten up the verse so it's hot without cursing. So all the guys that... That, that work with me, and I paid him to go in there and do his thing. I'm going to pay him to perform on the 29th. You know, it ain't a lot of money, but it will build to a lot of money. So I'm telling these right. kids, you got to be consistent. Consistent, stay there, do what you're supposed to do, and you keep building, and it will grow. And then you'll have an audience without cursing everybody out. But you got to be in the trenches to do that. And I'm in the trenches right now with these kids. Very good. Sounds like you're doing the kind of same thing that we're doing over at the House of Mojo. We're in the trenches over there with these children also. I'm digging it, man. And, you know, keep up the good work, bro. Uh, I'll try to make out to your, to your hey, event also. Thank you. Yeah, maybe see if we bring a couple of guys. Bring, yeah, we may bring a couple of kids out, see who's interested. Because Anthony teaches the, the audio production. So we see, yeah. you know, maybe a couple of kids want to go. You know they really been doing well. They they went and did their. They have a team had a team Shark Tank last Saturday. When the kids went out right. there, they got just for presenting. They they made a hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Know, he, he, yeah. Well, he's it's trying to figure out whatever ways sure. he can do good to make money. He he looking at that because he want to get a card or something. <laughs> exactly. That's so, what it's about it's about allowing their gifts to you know open up opportunities for them, you know, tapping into, you know, ways of making money with the skills that they have. And music is one. I heard y'all was talking about writing. Writing is very important. Only your music, only your your your, your intellectual property. Yeah. I'm digging y'all show tonight. Yeah, thank you, partner. Thanks for calling in with it. Yeah. Yep. And 150, if you double that and then triple it, and then quadruple it, that's the way it works. You know, people want to lump some immediately, mm-hmm. but it's about grinding it out and stacking it and not spending it. That's how you tell the ideas. Don't go to the steak shop after you just got your money. Go home to mom mm-hmm. and get some free food. So you got to educate <laughs> right. the kids all the time. Don't spend your money as soon as you get it. Try to get it a whole lot right. of regular stuff that's right in front of you without spending your money so you can stack it. You got to learn how to save it. That's how it builds. You know, anybody that's trying to do a company or a business, you got to build the money. You know what I mean? And then flip it back yeah. in there so you can keep money. Up. You don't spend all your money as soon as you get it. You know, so we got to re-educate them on financial literacy as well. 
You know, and that's how I run my Yeah, own they just had that in their class today. I'm going to play this for them because, you know, that was one of the things that, like, they had to say is, like, you pay yourself what? And they couldn't figure it out. So you say, pay yourself first. And so they had this whole discussion about saving money. <laughs> so I'm going to have to play right. this for yeah. them. They just had that discussion today in their financial literacy class. <laughs> so I was like, see, it was Dr. Time. Leslie that said it. Omar Turkey said it too. <laughs> They're going to pay the car, man. They're going to pay their girlfriend. They're going to pay everybody mm-hmm. but themselves. Because the bank, the bank ain't getting none of that money. And then you got folks that ain't got no bank account. Now they paying a check cashing, man, an extra 3% even to get the money. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Everything you're talking about, we're teaching them. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I had played Tommy Bottoms for them, too. Tommy said, there ain't how much... You make is about how much you keep. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, but you also write, uh, Omar, about uh, the consistency. You know, that's yeah. what makes the growth. It's like, you know, I remember when Joe Button started his podcast. You know, and he just stayed consistent with it. It's nothing, it wasn't so special. It was the fact that he built up the volume and then he got the quantity to leverage. So, yeah, staying consistent. It's the key. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do with the flow and true soul and hip-hop. And so that's why sponsorship is important because, you know, when, when you don't make money all the time, it's like, okay, if I got a sponsor, then I can keep the money rolling back in. But when it's only you and you're paying for everything, it just makes it hard. You know what I mean? So right. you always want to have parts. You always want to have sponsors. You always want to have people that, that support it so you can keep it going. And then people go, hey, I really love what you're doing. Then it gets bigger and better. You know what I mean? But right. that's what stops a whole lot of black uh, ideas and, and, and culture when we can't get the support that we need from other blacks and other corporations and other, you know, government officials and whatnot. And so it's very important to support things that support your own community. And I had the Urban sure. Literacy Project, ULP. I had that thing since 2008, 2009. And I was the only one putting money into it. And they said it all the time. We start charities, and then the person that starts the charity is financing the charity all the time, and nobody else. That's not how a charity is supposed to go. Other people no. are supposed to put money into the charity, you know? So that's where right. Urban Literacy Project, I had that thing since 2009. Started it in Philadelphia after giving a speech at Overbrook High School, and these kids had a whole bunch of questions about my business and my career and my writing. This is back like in 2000, I think. In fact, I think I started like in the late 90s when I had the idea, but I didn't start the foundation until later. But that Overbrook High School event I had way back, I think it was the late 90s, in fact, uh, them kids were asking so many questions. I said, man, I got to educate a lot of these kids because they just want to know. And I was glad that they were hungry in Overbrook High School, West Philadelphia. So that's where it started from. But, yeah, I'm trying to keep it running. But you got to keep it running by getting support from the people. And so that's what we always need, support from the people. I agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, guys, so you, you can see this why, you know, we had a squeal life. So all of those people that think that, you know, anybody that, you know, does music is just, you know, real surface. A lot of people do the art because they're called. Artists are called, and they call with a purpose. And you're going to see this common thread 
you know, Omar's a, a, a young man, but he's a young man with grown children, but he's reaching back. He knows it's not just about him and just his age group. He's making sure that, you know, our young people, they're going to be our leaders. So if we don't feed into them and if we don't get them and raise them up, then we're going to be complaining about the situation we're leading in. So we have to pour into them and have to help, you know, help them, you know, raise up because they're going to be they're, they're going to, they're the next leaders. They're going to be the next presidents and senators and all of that. We want to make sure that we pour into them well. So, um, you well, know, first – yeah, you call me ahead, a young man. I call myself, I call myself an old head with these kids. You know, the Philadelphia vernacular, young boys and old heads. They are younger than me now, <laughs> so, but I still got that young look, and I got all that energy. You know what I mean? So some people get confused, but I've been out here a minute. You know what I mean? So I'm the old head, and a lot of people are like, why you call yourself old? I'm like, no, you don't understand Philadelphia vernacular. Old head just means I'm an older person. I'm wiser. You know, so if you go to the playground and you're 14 years old, you're going to be an old head to an 11-year-old, but you're going to be a young boy to a 17-year-old. That's Philadelphia culture. I grew up in that culture. Everybody listening right now that grew up in Philadelphia culture understands when you went to the playground, you're going to be called a young buck or an old head depending on the age of the person mm-hmm. speaking. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm an old head now because most of the people I'm working with are younger than me. So I'm the official old head, and it ain't me calling myself old. It's me calling myself wise and experienced. And that's what we meant when we said the old head. Listen to the old head. And I love Philadelphia tonight. So I'm bringing that back, too. Call me the old head. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, with one of ours, um, I got to interview her. I've just been having them then. So, um, you guys, the next grill one, I am going to have a woman on. <laughs> but that's Lady Sarcasm. She just released um, a book, too. Um, she had a digital release, but she just released a matching book called Dear Lost John. <laughs> and John, that Philly John. Philly has his own vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. they Philly, trying to Philly, figure Philly out yeah, other cities try to figure out what that is. And I say it's just a pronoun that takes the place of a noun. So if I'm talking about a car three times, after a while we stop saying cars, say, yeah, them joints are hot, man. Did you see the new joints from Honda? Did you see the... I say all it is is just a pronoun. You know what I mean? That's what we're doing. We, we replace the proper noun with joints, you know, once you establish what you're talking about. So now we yeah. used to have two other words that we, when we was coming up, we had the word chumpies and we had the word dip. Yeah, that was both of them was plural. So you had to be talking about glasses, jeans, shoes, but John was singular. And so John lasted <laughs> longer and then we started calling girls Johns and that that was it. Yeah. That's Philadelphia men. Yeah. We talk about women. Like I met this John down South Philly. I got this John yeah. back West Philly. I met this New York John. <laughs> so once we started calling girls Johns, that word stuck. And then Chumpy, we old. had that uh, potato chip. Then we had the potato chips, the 25-cent Chumpy. Chumpy. <laughs> it, like, it was like honey barbecue potato chips at the corner store, yeah. and we called them Chumpy. And then dips, that word faded out, but that was like glasses, shoes. Yeah, them dips is nice. And so those two words faded out, and we kept using John. 
Yeah, yeah so it's one of them deals, man. You got to know the snack. That's evolution. That, that, is, that is the acronym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to know my language, man. It's my city, so I got to know the language. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, I just take this one all the time. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> accurate, accurate. And, and you you really tapped into it when you when you went into uh, the uh, uh, syllables because it was yeah. sing- it was singular. It was easier to roll off the tongue, John, instead of chumpy, two words, two two symbols, two yeah. syllables. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah. definitely, y'all, dope. Well, that, that's been another thing with Philadelphia. We simplify everything. New Yorkers, when we started the whole hip-hop, they would overdo everything. Mad, Complicate, stupid, crazy, right, right. mad, dope. Super love, right. and you come to Philly, it's dope, it's thorough. Right, it's deep, yeah, it's exactly. We ain't mad, we thorough. We ain't gonna do all the words. <laughs> right, it's all about yeah. articulation. Right. Right. Let me tell y'all something. I just came out the studio. We working on a, a song called Thorough, and that was another word we used in Philly to mean it was hot. Yo, that's thorough, man. She's thorough. That's thorough. That's so right. thorough. <laughs> right, thorough. And we yeah. stopped yeah. using it. I'm bringing it right. back. I'm like, yo, remember we used to say Thurl in Philly? So we got a song yeah. where we just did the whole, that's Thurl, she's Thurl, he's Thurl, we Thurl, they Thurl. Oh, it's, it's crazy. All based on, you know, so yeah. we're bringing all that yeah. back. Yeah, that's going to be a Definitely. summer hit, man. We just started it tonight. Yeah, so that's knowing the vernacular of your city and not copying other people. So I'm bringing back Philly right. vernacular because it's representative of our city. Now they got hip-hop that's, it becomes international, people are biting each other's stuff. And when, when it wasn't well, international, when it was more local, everybody had their own lingo, their own language, and you had to figure out what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Now, you know? now let's, 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 let's go a little deeper because, like, when you're talking about the lingo, then you're also talking about, um, like, like, South Philly, has different uh, uh, lingo also than North Philly, like the way they talk, right? Just like <laughs> New York has a New York has a different accent also, you know, from other you know boroughs. So it's like when you, yeah, get you got do it versus Brooklyn versus the Bronx versus Harlem, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, and they all like 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 Brooklyn, like Brownsville, those doesn't those sound like cash from up Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, 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 I'm just saying, like, when you get down to it, and it all comes from, like, this subculture underneath, you know, it's, it's, it's hip-hop yeah. is rooted in that. A lot of things birthed yeah. out of just the, the articulation. Yeah, know? the language so, is one of the elements. I got, it got six elements of hip-hop, and the language is one of them. Clothing is one of them. You got your dancing. Graffiti, which is the art. People forgot about that. It started with right. the DJ. People forget DJ started, because if we want to listen right. to music, it wouldn't be no hip-hop. And then the rapper right. started after dancing. After dancing, rapper's third. DJs, dancing, then rapping. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, you got to so put it, it be, together. So, 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 would it be, so would it be symbol first as, like, as a, as like you know, to articulate? Would it be, like, would you say, like, that would be first in the hierarchy? DJs like would be symbolism? first for me. Say it again. Yeah. You said symbolism. What would be first? What, what, yeah. What, what would be first for you? DJs. The DJs. D- Always first. Okay. Yeah. Started. Okay. See, I was there in West Philly. I came up in you know 38th Street in Aspen, and we had a playground at 36th in Aspen. And I remember it, man. We out there playing basketball, 
and the DJ came in with a U-Haul truck and started pulling out the speakers and the wires and all that stuff. I was like seven years old, man, and we like, what's going on? And he set up all the equipment with his turntables, and then they put the music on. Everybody get on up and dance, and we started dancing, and that was it. Then they started doing it at the block, the rec centers, the playground. It just kept going, and then they started rapping, and all these records started coming down from New York. And New York always came to Philadelphia first because that was the next big city that they wanted to try right, and see. Right. So they always came to Philly to see if it would work in Philly. So Philly was always right. the testing ground, you know. Right. And we got some of the hottest DJs in the world. Jazzy Jeff. We, we I mean, know he, I mean you know, gangsta rap came out of Philly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Schoolie. Schoolie yeah, changed the whole sound of rap. I'm a sample his joint, too. That's Jay. Parkside killer. Schoolie is, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. School, yeah, that that changed everything, you know. But yeah, you're right, man. Now, that's interesting because you said DJ, right? DJ. So DJ, DJ, DJ. Now, think, now think, now think yeah. about it. For us to say DJ, for us to be able to even say DJ, we gotta say it was uh, the language first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you saying the language came even before the DJ? We got to be able to kick, we got to be able to call it. In the beginning was the word. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's mm-hmm. always. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this, though. I'm going to do, remember we had that show Dance Fever, part of Disco mm-hmm. Music? Yes. Because they, yes. they called them DJs, the disc jockeys. They, he had a, a whole booth and whatnot. Right, so right, right, DJs right. Thing, so they going to call the DJs. You say, I, I feel you, you saying the first expression was yeah. DJing. I feel you. But the first word or the first utterance of it, I would say, because we got to call it, like, you know what I mean? The D, okay, you saying okay. the DJ, right. DJ, right. the dancer, right. dance. Right. Naming, naming it was more important than what it was. You got to name it first. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, whoa, okay, because I'm an MC also. I deal with the letters heavy, right, right. from the Hebrew to the, you know, Sanskrit to the, the Latin to the etymology, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's why having this conversation with you tonight is like, you know, it's, it's, it's good for me because, you know, I dig it, especially as an artist. You know, I got a platform, right. I'm building Artist right. Harvest. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, and I'm glad we have this conversation because it's making me see things differently because dance does speak. Dance does articulate also, you know, especially mm-hmm. if, I, if we... If, if we could communicate our dances without having to, like, actually utter, that would be powerful. And we know yeah. what those letters meant. It's kind of like it's kind of like gang symbols. You know what I'm saying? Crit walk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could communicate on a level without even, you know, having to, you know what I mean, rhyme. Like, you know, like you ain't had to hear the words, but the dance is also speaking. I'm just mm-hmm. saying how, you know. On a on a you know deeper level of, of of this art form, like it's heavy when you really look at it. You know what I mean? And that's why it's it's so valuable that people want to hijack it for their purposes. You know, I yeah. signed the record deal for I signed the record deal for two point five million dollars. They gave me five hundred thousand dollars up front. I was label mates with Nas. You know what I'm saying? Steve Stout was right. and R. You know what I'm saying? They backdoored me. They wanted me to you know mean. Put up, you know, my my inheritance, my legacy, what my family did. You know what I mean? To compromise my family's name for money, and I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? 
I couldn't right. do it. I would never right. do it. That's why I'm, I'm digging you when you're talking about, um, you know, not putting that message out there and, you know, me with, with, with positive rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm digging that. That's what I'm all but about. And I ain't talking about, I'm not talking about sassy either. I'm not talking sassy. Man. I'm talking like, I'm talking like real fire, creative fire. You know what I'm saying? Like real water, refreshing water. You know what I'm saying? Like real element. You know what I mean? That's, that's been weighed. You know what I mean? And tried. You know what I mean? With the right intention. So you said you, you were label mates with Nas? Yeah. Who'd you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He got signed to Rough House, and then Columbia took him off of Rough House. Is that right? Well, I, I, I'm not sure about Rough House. I know the owner of Rough House, Chris Schwartz. That's my man. You know what I mean? But yeah. I know I that I know that he was. With, I know he was at college. He was at 100 Colorado Avenue with me. Yeah, you know they had knots off of that barbecue song, but Columbia. I remember live at the barbecue and search signed them. Search signed them yeah. from third base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, so I'm, at yeah, that I'm point, that, Rough House had him, but Rough was being distributed through Columbia. And Columbia was like, no, nah, this dude's a heavyweight. We want to get him. And so they, the Columbia snatched him away from Rough House. Yeah. That's how right. they, yeah, I read yeah, the book. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have never read the now, book, but I was, you know, we were label mates together. Yeah. He, came to my, he came to my party. Yeah. I threw a party at Universal Good Studios deal. in California in 98. Good deal. And that's, yeah, and, that's and, back you know, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Stout was my NR, you know. We, you know Nas didn't have a whole bunch of cuss words in his stuff. He had great delivery and great metaphors and ideas. He didn't have a whole bunch but of you, cuss words all over but the you, but, but you know what's the most you know it's the most powerful thing, but Nas told y'all something. And he said something and I don't know if people really picked up on it. Nas said something. And I said it also and I couldn't do it. I still can't do it. I can't do it. I know it's I know it's easy, you know, but it's the mo it's the one. And guess the the the, the vulgarity ain't even bad in rap. The cursing ain't even bad. It's it's it's, yeah. it's that nigga, yo. It's that nigga. Yo. As long as you as long as you niggering it, yo, you gonna get the millions, Chief Keith. Just keep the nigga in the word in the in the in the song. As long as it got the wow. nigga, it's cool. And that, you know what I'm saying? It's the nigga that's, that's, that's prolonging this whole thing. Trust me. And now I said it. Remember, remember with the nigga album? Yeah, I talked to G-Rap also. G-Rap told me that Nas was the one who actually, uh, 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 he said he, 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 he destroyed hip-hop for what it used to be. That's what G-Rap told me. Because remember what Nas did. Nas is the one who took, the best producer from everybody's squad or put it on his one album so nobody had a sound anymore. Yeah. Nas took Premier, that's game. Nobody did that before Nas. He took mm-hmm. Premier, he took Lost Main Source, Lost Professor, he took uh, a Pete Rock. He, he took everybody's sound to, collectively. He curated. I'm not yeah. knocking him, I'm just saying what D-Rap told me. How he, he curated that sound and what it did was it Took it from what you said, the DJ, right, to right. the producer, right, the, the producer. Well, right now and we want to listen to the gift, gentlemen. We want to <laughs> listen to the gift, and you're gonna tell us a little bit about that. And I would like love to hear your response. This is um, Omar's son, and um, this is what's he, Grio Noy, right? Yeah, Griot Noy, you got it. Noy, all right. This is his song, The Gift. 
dope. Hey, Nord, I know you bummed out about school, man, and what happened with track season, but you gotta go ahead and finish, and then, you know, you my son, so I got you. And when you come out of school, you gonna go right to work. You wanna be in this music game, but in the meantime, let's drop something and let the people know what you're coming with. Let's call it Jeff, and do something on this track right here. Off the bars at a staggering pace, into the streets like a mom. When you crack in the face, back to the day from beyond the arc, I'm actually great. If you're a curse, well, regardless, I ask to be great. So let me just take advantage of these talents I was given. I heard the sky was the limit, so I hammered out the ceiling and flew like Michael Jordan. When I landed, I was different. They hated the impact from all the standards. I was lifting. I'm way ahead of my time with laying elegant rhymes. You couldn't go find another who's way your matching with mine, cut from a different cloth and made from a different caliber, sitting this with the stars of plan, that if a caliber wordplay is immaculate, full play is vernacular, getting your body prepped while I floor stick the establishment, rapping hit like this in years, that's what I'm here for, God gave me the gift, I just flip my switch in the gear for it, I be spitting circles around these rappers, y'all admire, bar for bar, not many living, that can match me as a writer, I'm lyrically, I'm a sire, and still I'm leveling higher, but if you need convincing these verses, then where you'll find it. My mind will replace it that you can't calculate a copy. When I trust another body, when this gift is all that got me, I'm rapping like nine got it. These verses is mind boggling. Probably could reach into my mind and defy logic. I'm bound for a long run. Promise I'm just getting started still. Even the super max don't got the time to ain't the start deal. It took some time, but now it's time I got for real. A lot of times I'm out of time from spending time on how I feel. But I'm done with that. A king of crowns and on me like a bucket hat. The game like a baton, they hand it to me. And I'll run with rats and lack the competition. Find the fabric when I'm kidding. Let me listen, who should take the torch? It's matching my description. A Jonathan composition, the understatement. If I'm gifted, I'm more of a higher power that's walking amongst the living. Look, I've seen an entrance, so I kicked in the door. Now my person just got him feeling like a brick in the wall. Yo, I don't do the back and forth, I just let my pen play. Knew I would be a legend since my weapon back in fifth grade. Now all my projects really highly awaited. Anybody that doubted, now they think it. How did he make it? Just know I'm on a different level than most. I'm too gifted with the way I elevated my coach. The view's different from the way I'm spitting. I need a toast, but who's sipping? The gift that got my foot on their throat. My boots slipping, sad life. Nine to five, I was working in a cubicle. And now I'm pushing boxes like hearses due to the funeral. Hershey chocolate complexion. I heard she often reflected on lovers. She wants love, but hurts the part of progression. I eclipse the rappers' efforts off my essence alone. They not authentic. Inorganic carbon copies and clones. GMO. Modified with how they copy and flows. For the rapper, this of my statues just could not be disclosed. It's a story. To put up statues where my craft is exposed. To make grenades with how I snap and explode I'm back on the road Quit talking, put some actions in bold Cause all I'm criticizing fingers really bad for your soul I'm reinventing gene trails Now I'm cracking the code Take the marrow out of your body Put it back in your bones I'm actually on a level you can't tap with a pole Cause my frequency's out of bounds And I'm back in my zone Let's go
get um, open the lines back up. So. Yeah, that's that's you know, my son. That's no hook. He's just gone. Just gone with no hook, no cuss words. He knows how to breathe because he ran track. So he can just go, breathe, project, enunciate, rhyme, you know, and, and that's just the song that I forced him to do because he got his own songs, you know what I mean? You know, so fortunately yeah. he did that song for me because I wanted him to show real MC skills where he's not stopping and going. He's just going for it. And that's what I wanted to get out of that song with a beat that allows him to do that. And that's that type of beat where you just jump on it and ride it. But a lot of kids can't do that anymore because they're not really MCs. Right. I dig that, yo. I liked his math, his articulation, um, the wordplay. The choice of words was dope, meaning he was fruitful. You know what I mean? It wasn't no bogus. He was here as me. He had great uh, choice of words. The math was on point, too. Yeah, I, I, I dug it. Yeah, keep up the good work, definitely. Oh, yeah, he got a lot of songs, man. That's just the one I fought for. He nice, yo. He nice. <laughs> What's his name again? Where'd he go by again? Rio North. Rio North. Rio N-O-Y. Yeah. Okay. And he's Rio coming. Well, first thing he's doing, he's into, you know, the knowledge of, of uh, producers. So he was just at right. an event in Charlotte where they had Ninth Wonder. They had Just Blaze in there. He likes the Alchemist. So he's already studying the dudes that create the classic beats, and he's going to get around them because I'm going to call them up like, yo. So I'm already hitting them dudes up, and then, you know, they're like, yeah, I want to – because he, he's a real MC. He can really do that. Yeah, he's this, this one yeah, hey, that's, yeah, that's when Knife and Crisis and all them guys was up down there. Yeah, and, and Charlotte, y'all. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what it's up. Brother, brother yeah. by the name and, and, of Gene yeah. pulling out all the, all the, all the mixtapes and stuff and all the, the samples. So, yeah, he my son went there on his own. So he's 23, so he ain't no kid. He already, you know what I mean, making right. the connections he needs to make. And he already understands ownership and writing because he comes from a household of a writer. So he's already right. locked in. That's why he said that in the words. You ain't going to outright me. Like, I understand. How, now, he can freestyle, too. But he understands the difference between a freestyle practice and a wild collection. Right. I guess. Yeah, he understands Love the difference. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm well, just gentlemen. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, gentlemen, we are <laughs> over our time. We have, a, we have a logo called The Flow. That's actually my son's silhouette with the whole, they do the twisted hair now. You know what I mean? So he got yeah. that whole little yeah. thing. And so the flow, if you actually see the logo of the flow when you go to uh, Eventbrite, that logo is based off my son. His hair is even longer than that now, but that's when he first started the hair. Yeah, I went to school nice. and stuff. It's delivery. Yeah, with the mic in his hand and the whole nine. So, yeah, he, okay. he's ready to go. Yeah. Got you. All right. Thanks, well, we got 30 seconds and the whole world listening. And to give us something, and then, um, Omar, you close us out. Yeah, oh, you can follow oh. me on Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. Yeah, you got it. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Bannister. That's B-A-N-N-I-S-T-E-R at Instagram.com. And also, you can check out our website at www.houseofumoja.net to see all the events and things we got lined up uh, this summer. Thanks for having me tonight, y'all.
got Hot Lava Entertainment and then Omar Tari on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on TikTok now as Omar Tari. I'm on LinkedIn. So I'm on all those as Omar Tari, and you'll see the Hot Lava Entertainment all over everything. Yeah. It's been a good show, man. Good to have you on here. We got to connect, man. You got to connect us. Likewise. Yeah, when 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 are we all going to connect, everyone? We here in Philly. We all going to connect on May 29th at the Ethical Society. We can get our tickets on uh, Eventbrite. They're twenty five dollars. We're gonna. Yep, the flow is starting oh, brand new. Yeah, the flow is starting brand new. So this is the first one in Philly, and we're gonna keep doing. Consistency is the key. I know people in Chicago. I know people in Cleveland. I know people in Detroit, and we're going to bring it everywhere, but I'm home now, so we're going to start it at home. All right. I know Moon, if a Moon listening in, I hit him up to let him know we were on the air. He's up there in Chicago. He's a Philly-Chicago connection. <laughs> yeah, so we all, um, it, it's um, we definitely in a creative renaissance. And I see us finally going, you know, to taking um, poetry and spoken word to new levels. So we're excited. We're going to really work to bring, see if one of the, at least one of the kids want to come out. Um, it's okay for children, right, at the Ethical Society? Yeah, it's okay for children. Yeah. Okay, and I, cool. like I said, I got, I, got, I got the Keep It Clean movement. I'm even creating a logo for that. So, yeah, that's that's why you can ask that, because when, when they first came to the playground at 36 in Aspen, I was seven years old. You see what I'm talking about? So that's what I'm saying. The yeah. roots of hip-hop was not about cursing people out. It was about rocking the crowd, and you didn't know who was in the crowd. You know, so hey, when you say MC moves the crowd, it may be grandparents and kids there. You just want to rock them. You don't want to curse people out. So that's where people get it wrong. You know, it was hey, about listen, rocking boy. the crowd. Yeah. Well, both of y'all just said something that's very powerful just then. Jackie, you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, a renaissance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the renaissance, we know one thing we know about the renaissance was um, it got sharp, it got clean. And you just mm-hmm. mentioned keeping it clean. You should make sure that your event, your keep it clean event, should be you got to be sharp there. You got to come there dressed sharp. That's keeping it clean. You know what I mean? Like get <laughs> sharp. Chop it up. 
Um, Omar Tyree, he's way more. So he's way more than just an author of Fly Girl. He's a music producer, filmmaker. Um, he has his own production company, and he's doing a damn thing. Or, oh, I'm sorry, the darn thing. <laughs> Polymath. So he's yeah. doing it. Keep the clean, check baby. him out. Keep the clean. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, y'all. So follow him on www dot hot um, h o t lava l a v a entertainment dot com. That's hot lava entertainment dot com. And you can always find us on Master Grill Radio. And we're also on Medium at Master at Griot.buzz, B-U-Z-Z. And this is Griot, G-R-I-O, dot life. And we will see you next time. Peace. Shalom. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.